Can you imagine your life where money is your friend, working with you to achieve all your dreams and desires? If you struggle seeing money as your friend, then join Kathy Cook Noble, financial advisor and educator on understanding how your money can work for you. It is possible. Now, here is Financially Speaking with Kathy Cook Noble. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Financially Speaking. I am your guest host, Karen Cook. And today we are discussing Halloween. Halloween comes but once a year. Are you financially ready to spread some fear? Halloween is fun, but it can be financially taxing with all the expenses involved with this holiday. So how can you be financially ready for Halloween and enjoy this holiday? I love Halloween. I have always loved Halloween. As a young child, a middle-aged child, a tween, an adult child, I guess I am. And I just love it. It's my favorite holiday. And I like to dress up. I like to do the Halloween stuff, have my house all done up. Today, I probably do it more so for the dogs, but that's okay. And when I was a little girl, of course, we went trick-or-treating in our neighborhood to people we knew only. And my sister and I used to dress up, and our mother would take us around when we were little. And I remember we might have some homemade costumes, which were always my favorite. Now, I used to like those costumes you used to buy at the store. And my favorite that I remember was Casper the Friendly Ghost. And if you all remember that, you're probably laughing because it did a throwback on Facebook the other day. And I had to laugh about it because I thought, oh, my gosh, is that me? So you remember the little white costume you'd step into. It was kind of like a cloth. And then you'd have that god-awful face mask and you could barely see out of it it kind of stunk but man it was awesome and that was probably my favorite costume I remember that was bought for me and our mom would make our costumes so sister liked pink I liked blue so I remember she made us these cute little princess outfit and of course my favorite person to dress up as has always been a witch and I remember having this black little witch outfit and she bought a broom and she put the orange little Look like stuff you might put on the curtains back in the 70s or 80s. These little bead things hanging on it. It was hanging off the costume. And I loved it. I was so proud to parade that at school. But I remember wearing our costumes and going out trick-or-treating because it was so much fun. And we always went in our neighborhood. We always went with our mother. And we were very careful crossing the street because cars are still there. Adults are still there. Stranger danger. You know how it goes. So we would start at one side, one house, and go down. And I remember the first house we sat, we used to call her the cat lady. Her and her sister always had cats. They had their own cat in the house, and they'd feed every stray that would come along. So, I mean, it was like living in a movie with all these cats. And we started there. And we went, we knocked on the door, and she opened up the door, and oh, trick or treat, ha, ha, ha. And she went and got this big bowl. And you're thinking, oh, wow, candy, you know. And she handed the bowl over to us. First of all, I should tell you, there was a cat eating out of the bowl. And she shooed the cat, and I thought it was just sniffing something, right? Like, what's it eating? She threw down, and it's an open bag of cheesy she dumped in the bowl. So you can see the ones that were eating cats and all that fun stuff. So she takes a handful, throws it in my bag, takes a handful, throws it in my sister's bag. I think my mother had a conniption fit. So I remember we laughed, thank the whole thing, walked right back home. That was thrown in the trash, got a new bag and started over. So even though we were going to someone's house that we knew, you still have to worry about what you're getting. I don't know if it would have been a good idea. Now, it's all cheesies. Don't get me wrong. They're my favorite thing to eat when I'm eating junk food. And I love them. But what would have happened if we'd have eaten them? They didn't take care of their animals like we do today. We go get the shots. We make sure they don't have fleas. We make sure they're not infected, dirty, bugs, that whole thing. These were more so cats that they just allowed to run around. So um, I get loving animals. Love them too. But, yeah, thank goodness that our mother was with us immediately to home because you know what would have happened. Me and Cheesies, you may not know me, but I'm telling you, they've been eaten while I was walking down the road. Because when you're that little, you don't think about getting sick or ill or dying. Or what's wrong with that, right? Today, I could almost throw up. So even though you go trick-treating you and you might go to people's houses that you know, just be aware of those houses as well. 
unwrapped treats, never a good idea. You can get sick. Diseases, right? Never a good idea to eat something that's open. And I mean, when we're talking about cost, I mean, what would have been the cost of eating that? Would we have been at the hospital? Would we have been sick? Would we have needed medication? Would we have had to stay at the hospital? Could we have died? I mean, I don't know if these cats were diseased. I mean, to find out, yeah, down the road, a few were. But in Canada, we might have some health care coverage there. What about in, What about our American friends? Do you have coverage? What if you had to take your child to the hospital? Would you pay a pocket? What do you pay for? Can you miss work? And that goes anywhere around the world. Can you miss work? Do you get paid to be off work? Right? So what is the cost of staying home with your child? Medicine, shots, creams, whatever they need. Right? So Halloween is coming. From parties to costumes, people are not shying away from spending some money to celebrate. So we definitely want to make sure we're celebrating safe. So Halloween is a time when children get dressed up in costumes and roam their neighborhoods in search of candy. It's a time for carving pumpkins and decorating your home with spider webs and bats and maybe a few tombstones. This can be a lot of fun, but it can also create some safety issues. And of course, it can be expensive. The scariest thing about Halloween might be how much money we're forking over for it. Canadians alone spent close to $500 million across the country on candy alone. Maybe less surprising when you consider how many trick-or-treaters are out there. Last year, Stats Canada estimated roughly <laughs> roughly 3,867,018 kids aged 5 to 14 knocking on doors. And this year, Statistics Canada says more children than ever, nearly 4 million are expected to trick-or-treat this year. Last October, month sales of candy and snacks totaled about $419 million across Canada. And Halloween just is just about all these fun sugary treats. And in the United States, more than 157 million Americans plan to celebrate Halloween with 8 out of 10 millennials saying they're planning something fun with their friends. So total spending will top around $7 billion with a B, with the average American celebrating planning uh, to spend around $100 on decorations, candy, costumes, and more. So last year, between August, when Halloween paraphernalia usually starts haunting the stores, to the stroke of midnight on October 31st, Americans spent $6.9 billion on Halloween fun. And this year... Americans are projected to spend $7.4 billion on Halloween supplies. That's half a billion dollars more than last year. And this is $110 per Halloween shopper. And that's your candy, your costumes, your decorations. But pumpkin, pumpkins are a part of the occasion too. In Canada alone, last 60,000 tons of pumpkins were produced. And luck pumpkins are fairly easy to come by and relatively inexpensive. I mean, you can purchase a pumpkin from maybe less than $5, but then you want to maybe carve it. So your carving tools can cost anywhere from 5 to 20 or even more, depending on what you want to purchase. So Halloween can be an expensive time of the year, especially if you're trying to play catch up from your summertime credit card bills. Right. Once we hit the end of summer, kids are back to school. We're going shopping, making sure they have clothes, accessories, backpacks, calculators, pens, pencils, you name it. So we're still catching up from that. And don't forget what's around the corner, folks. Christmas is coming. So it can put you in debt if you're not careful. So with Halloween, the new Christmas, Halloween's not just about costumes anymore and candy. It's the second decorating holiday of the year right behind Christmas. So when you think about what's going into Halloween, the costumes, the candy, the decorations, the parties, right? There's also the pumpkins. And if you like to decorate like me, you've probably got some indoor and outdoor lights or something that runs on batteries or something that runs on electricity that's plugged into your outlets. So those bills are shooting up as well. So sometimes costumes may be the priciest part. You could spend 55 to 100 or more on your costume, depending on what you want to go as or what you have your heart set on or what accessories you need. 
I mean, it's not just a matter of buying the outfit, right? Makeup, the accessories, anything you want to glow on you, gloves, footwear, I mean, a broom if you're going as a witch or something like that. Decorations be costing around 50 in addition to batteries, electricity, hydro, and around 50 for candy. Maybe. Could be more. If you've got yourself a chocoholic in the house, I know my sister has that. And I think she's bought three things of candy, chocolate. It's gone, and she's gone to the candy now, and I still see it sitting there today. So she might make it to, to Wednesday night. So as holidays go, Halloween does seem like it should hit your wallet too hard. After all, dressing up for a couple of hours and trick-or-treating or handing out some candy to neighborhood kids, it shouldn't seem that all extravagant. But when you factor in the cost of costume suites, parties, decorations, suddenly Fright Night's price tag can send chills down your spine. So aside from resurrecting old accessories and costumes, don't forget to hit up consignment shops, secondhand stores, the Goodwills, the Salvation Army, the dollar stores if you need last-minute creations. We went to a Halloween party Saturday night, and I, I had my costume was mostly bought. Right, I bought my car. I was evil queen. I'm always evil queen or a witch. That's my thing. And my friend came as Poison Ivy from the Batman movies. She made her costume. She bought many of her accessories and makeup and hair items that she actually made for the costume. She put the whole thing together. It was awesome. And all of her stuff came from the dollar store. She made the little horn things in that. I don't know what they're called. Poison Ivy had them. She bought, she bought the wig, but she made the little hair things that stuck up. She made the face with the mask. She bought a mask and cut it to make it suit the face, put the makeup on, bought the leotard, put the whole thing together, wrapped some dollar store ivy around the boots. It was so cool. It's the best costume I've ever seen that was homemade. And it was a huge hit at the party. So, you don't have to go out and buy the $100 costume. You can take your $20 or whatever to the dollar store and buy that. And you can make your costume. Your creativity doesn't end. It's The sky isn't the limit. Your imagination is. So you can absolutely make your costume for a, 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 a price you could purchase it for. So a trip to the dollar store, you can find loads of Halloween stuff, makeup, carving costumes, decorations, makeup, hair supplies, and it's cheap. You can go anywhere else and buy it, but the dollar stores tend to have everything that you want for a better price. So absolutely check those out. All right, we're going to go into our first break of the show, and when we come back, we're going to get creative with some of our costumes. So we'll talk about how we can be creative, how we can get cheaper candy, and how we can maybe save a little bit of money on Halloween this year. And if not this year, we can certainly do it for next year. So you are listening to Financially Speaking with Karen Cook on the Inspire Choices Network, and we will be back. Too many of us get caught up in the unreal lives of reality television and complete to acquire stuff, which is setting us up to accumulate lots of debt. We're scared, confused, and don't know who to talk to. By tuning into Financially Speaking Radio Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook Noble, you'll learn tips you can use to improve your financial health, which in turn can improve your overall health and make for a very happy life. Live a life you can afford and enjoy. It is possible. Listen for Financially Speaking Radio Show every Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 3 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. Mountain, and 1 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Inspired Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. Professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world knowing your voice matters and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email becomeahost at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. 
This is Financially Speaking Radio Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook Noble. To participate in the program, call in the U.S. 815-880-8255, Canada 613-800-8736, or Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email by sending to Kathy at bookkeepplus.ca. Now back to the program. Welcome back to Financially Speaking. I am Karen Cook, and today our topic, Halloween comes but once a year. Are you financially ready to spread some fear? So when we left for break, we were talking about some ways we could maybe save some money on our costumes. So let's, let's, let's end on that. So getting creative with our costumes. So as we get closer to Halloween, the prices on costumes are going to decrease. They're going to start putting the sales out there because they want you to buy it. Now, I get it. We might be on a certain costume and we don't want to wait and that's okay. But if, you, if you're not too concerned about that, you can get costumes because things are going to be left. And don't forget, you can make costumes. Halloween's all about that. It's totally acceptable to make your own costume. And usually those are the best costumes. Like I told you about my friend who did Poison Ivy. It was so awesome. I wish I could show you a picture. Um, and the person that won the costume contest uh, was a homemade costume. I think it had something to do with being a doobie with marijuana coming, and I suppose that's quite popular. But I remember she was wearing some kind of bag on her body, and it said Ziploc, I think, um, no, zigzag, the rolling papers. And she won. It was a homemade costume. It was fantastic. So those are kind of the best kind of costumes because you can buy some of the costume or you can make, and you can make some of some of your costume. If you had a black suit, track suit, cat suit, you can decorate it. You could put colored duct tape stripes on it and your Katniss ready for the Hunger Games. If you have a red striped shirt, you're halfway there to finding Waldo. If you've got a pair of cowboy boots, hold on, partner. All you need is a plaid shirt, a hat. If, If you have a cardboard box and some paint, you could make a painted pony and you're ready to ride. If you only have a cardboard box, you're still good to go. Add some paint. You can be a Rubik's Cube. Paint it gray or silver. You could be a robot, right? You can add, you can go to the hardware store, get some of those flexible ducks. They're only about 10 bucks if that. Put them on your arms and legs. Boom, you're a robot. Or you take that box, throw a plastic tablecloth over it that you get for a buck at the dollar store, glue on paper plates and utensils from the dollar store, and pretend you're searing your own ghoulish head on a platter. So you can put a hole through the center. There you go. I'm dinner. <laughs> awesome costume, right? So those are some tricks to maybe getting some costumes at a better price. What candy? You can get cheap candy, right? So first of all, if you're low on willpower or you're surrounded by sugar-hungry kids or your chocolate-craving spouse, Wait to buy your candy until the day before Halloween because it is going to disappear before those trick-or-treaters even get to you. So if you're buying a jumbo bag of Snickers bar twice, it's just adding to the cost, right? If you live in a high-traffic neighborhood, you can go to bulk stores, maybe Costco. Try your local drugstores. If you know what kind of candy you want, look online for manufacturer's funds. Don't forget coupons, price matching, right? And the closer you get to Halloween, you might get it at a better deal. Uh, and, of course, don't buy what you like. I don't buy what I like. I know if I buy certain things, I might eat it. So I buy the stuff I don't like, right? It's still good candy. It's just my preference. And I know if I buy clip bars that, say, have the arrow in it or the Kit Kat, I'm probably going to eat those. So everybody's going to get the Smarties and the maybe the Coffee Crisp, right? So don't. Don't buy stuff you like till it's closer to Halloween if you can't stop eating it, right? Because it just adds to the cost. And if you like it, that's fine. Buy it after Halloween. Go the morning of the 1st of November, and you can probably get that half off, if not more. And it stays fresh. Do you ever notice when the Halloween stuff comes out, you go, hey, that looks like last year's stuff? Probably was. It stays fresh, so you can keep it. Or you can buy from the previous holiday, use it for the next. Uh, we used to participate when our, with our business in the Santa Claus parades. I would buy all the Halloween, November 1st, the Halloween candy, 
not with Halloween on it, but the suckers and the gum and stuff, because that was great when you could hand it out at the parades. So we would make that up and buy it, and I get it for less than half off. And it's fine. A few weeks later, there's nothing wrong with it, but it does last because I've recycled it. So do that. And hand out the candy yourself. When you say to some kids, here, help yourself, they're going to take a handful. Every child doesn't need a handful of sugar candy. One or two is fine at a household, right? And sometimes I used to do the little baggies, and it might be not just candy, because there are alternatives to that, and we'll talk about that. But you're going to run out early if kids are taking handfuls. And when the official trick-or-treating ends, don't feel guilty about shutting off your porch light and calling it a night. I mean, sometimes big kids will come around 11, which is usually over by then. I'm having my pizza watching Halloween. Big tradition at my house. Watch Halloween, the original Halloween. Oh, my gosh, I love it. And have pizza. That's our thing. So we would order the pizza before, you know, the little kids are done, and boom, that's it. Shut out all the lights. Because I don't want you coming to my house thinking I'm there and I'm out of candy or I'm done for the night. And there's nothing wrong with that. And if you notice the kids are changing costumes coming back twice, don't be afraid to say, I've seen you once, although I do like your costume second time around. Happy Halloween. We can do the trick. We've done the treat, right? That's what it's all about. So decorations. Decorations are a big thing. I had everybody here before our Halloween dance. Everybody said, I didn't know you were so much into Halloween. I said, oh, that's nothing. I spend most of my time in my basement. Don't worry. It's not a dungy kind of prison thing. It's done up. Beautiful basement. Finished. Love it. All done up like Halloween, you think you're in a hot house. But I did the same with the theaters this year because I love it. It's fun. So you can just stroll through your drug stores, your hardware craft stores. You'll be surprised at how much you could spend on Halloween decorations. But you'd also be surprised at how many ideas you can get. Or going online on Pinterest, you can make so many awesome Halloween decorations out of stuff you have in your house. I have those pieces. Uh, they're just the straight pieces of wood that you'd use to make stuff. And I didn't know what to do with it. I have been online thinking, oh my goodness, I can make so many crafts out of this, which I intend to do. So there's income for me. Um, so you can buy the stuff if you want. Wait till after Halloween. Don't go crazy buying ahead of time. You get it such a good deal afterwards. And if you're an early riser, get up there when the stores open. Be the first one there. It's not quite as bad as Boxing Day. Again, it's getting busier. So get up there as quick as you can. Your giant inflatable pumpkins don't come cheap. They'll be cheaper after Halloween. So don't let the price tag scare this Halloween spirit out of you. Homemade stuff is awesome. And if you don't have it this year and you can't afford to buy the dollar blow up, wait till Halloween's done. You could probably get it for half price. And don't forget to price mats and look for coupons. Tombstones, you can make them out of cardboard. Spider webs from old pantyhose. Ghosts from cheesecloth draped over a white balloon for the head. Lanterns from whole punch super coffee cans or mugs with strings of LED light strap. I saw a lot of this on Pinterest or even DIY craft logs. Full of great and frugal ideas. So take advantage of that. You don't have to buy everything. It's Halloween. right? It's the one holiday where people appreciate a slightly off-kilter homemade look especially by moonlight, makes everything look a little creepier. And then when the sun comes up in and the zombies return to their graves, I guess it'll be on Thursday this year, you can hit your store. Get your decorations, get your candy, get your costumes, get your accessories, get your face paint, get all that stuff for next year. It'll be deeply discounted because now the store is going to be waiting for the next holiday. Christmas stuff's already out in Canada. In U.S., you've got one more holiday before that. You've got your Thanksgiving. But I'll bet you that stuff's up now, too. So don't be afraid to look around. Don't be afraid to make it yourself. And don't be afraid to wait. You can get it the next day on sale. So another thing that goes along with all of our fun stuff is Halloween safety. So I know Halloween's a time for dressing up, eating candy, carving pumpkins, decorating homes. So let's learn how to make it safe as well as fun. So you want to make sure you can see your children. Ideally, we want to use costumes with bright fabrics. So we want to make sure if we have ninjas and assassins and dark costumes that we use reflective tape or some kind of flickering lights to make sure that our kids are seen. Give each of your children a flashlight 
or battery-operated lantern to carry. Robots and wielders and magicians can carry wands. You can incorporate these lights right into the costume. Glow sticks are another fun way. They also make children more visible. But you want to make sure they don't break, right? The liquid inside can irritate the skin. So you can use them as necklaces, as bracelets. You can hang them on costumes. Stick them in hat, them in hair, stick them, make them part of the costume. That way everybody sees your children because people are still driving cars. There's still roads we're crossing. And you want to make sure your child can see. As I said, I loved my Casper the Friendly Ghost costume, but man, you couldn't see out of it. It was difficult. You have to make sure that they can see. And it's probably best to use face paint or some kind of makeup. You can get hypoallergenic. So you can incorporate those colors right into those costumes. If the costume that your children is wearing has a hat, a wig, a scarf, make sure it's fastened securely so it's not going to slip over their eyes and cause them to fall in the middle of the street, not be able to see cars coming, which is not going to make them safe. You want to make sure they're not going to trip because if their outfit is too long or the big floppy shoes aren't fitting right or they're slippery, and it's causing them not to be able to hold their ground, they're going to go down and they're going to get hurt. And again, that's going to come back to cost us money, right? Injuries, illnesses. So we want to make sure that those costumes don't go below the ankles. Devils and dragons. Okay, we're not going to put real flames on them. And we want to make sure the costumes aren't going to catch fire. So you don't want anything that's going to be dangerous. And yes, people do that. So if you're buying a costume, look for the words flame resistant. Avoid costumes with loose sleeves, baggy pants, billowing skirts, right? Things that are going to cause the children to slip and fall, which could be a danger. God forbid they're hurt. What's worse than that? Getting over by a car because the car didn't see them because they were face down in their, their dark Dracula outfit in the middle of the road and someone ran them over. Wouldn't be the first time stuff like this happened. And for obvious reasons, we want to make sure if we have pirates, the, one of the musketeers, or anybody that's going to have a sword or daggers, make sure they're not really sure. You can get the soft, flexible material made of uh, any kind of soft material that's not going to hurt the kids. Foam, things like that. The ones that we have, all our knives and swords, they're all foam, right? or they're collapsible. So you don't want something that's going to be sharp that's actually going to hurt somebody because kids like to play. Adults like to play. I mean, you've got your sword or you've got your tin man axe or something like that. You want to make sure that it's not going to hurt somebody. Most stuff that we purchase is flexible, is foamy, is fake. So we certainly don't want to make sure our kids have anything that is a hard plastic knife or a gun that's going to hurt someone or God forbid your child takes a real knife out of your kitchen. Right, so we want to make sure that we're, we keep our kids safe, which in turn keeps everybody safe, which keeps our pockets full of our money. Because if the kids get hurt, or worse, it's going to cost a lot of money. Money we don't have. Okay, so let's go into our second break of the show. And when we come back, we're going to continue talking about safety tips with trick-or-treating. You are listening to Financially Speaking with Karen Cook, and we will be right back to the break. Too many of us get caught up in the unreal lives of reality television and complete to acquire stuff which is setting us up to accumulate lots of debt. We're scared, confused, and don't know who to talk to. By tuning into Financially Speaking Radio Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook Noble, you'll learn tips you can use to improve your financial health, which in turn can improve your overall health and make for a very happy life. Live a life you can afford and enjoy. It is possible. Listen for Financially Speaking Radio Show every Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 3 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. Mountain, and 1 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. This is Financially Speaking Radio Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook Noble. To participate in the program, call in the U.S. 815-880-8255. 
Canada, 613-800-8736, or Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email by sending to kathy at bookkeepplus.ca. Now back to the program. Welcome back to Financially Speaking. Today we are talking about Halloween coming once a year and us being financially ready to spread some fear. So before we went to break, we were talking about some Halloween safety tips. So let's talk about going trick-or-treating and how we can keep our kids safe. So before crossing the street, we want to make sure our kids know to stop, look left, look right, look straight ahead, then do it again before they cross. Crossing only at crosswalks or intersections, not crossing between parked cars or other obstacles or giant blow-ups because people can't see them. And goodness forbid, child already has poor visibility with the costume. They have to be extra careful. Walking, not... I know it's exciting. It's hard to walk when you're this excited. But walking from house to house, staying on the sidewalk, if they have to be on a road facing the traffic so that the traffic can. And rather than crossing and recrossing the street, go down one side, come back up the other. Right? Young children should be supervised with an adult, right, or an older child. If we have children that are older, they can go in groups. Nobody should be trick-or-treating alone. And, of course, we want to make sure that our kids are staying in well-lit areas and only going to homes that have their outside lights turned on that are celebrating the holiday. And we want to make sure to tell our children to bring the treats home before eating them so that we can inspect them. Any treats that are not wrapped, that look like they've been eaten by an animal or other, or the wrappers are damaged, or they're homemade and they don't know who they got them from, we might want to discard those. And, of course, there's other things to consider when we're talking about treats or food restrictions. Does your child have any food restrictions, any allergies? Are they diabetic? Does anything cause an anaphylactic reaction? Are they age-appropriate? They're getting. Is it okay that your one or two-year-old has gum, right? Is it okay that they have all that sugar? Not if they're diabetic, not if they have allergies, right? So we don't want to try and make the treats the main focus of Halloween. Instead, focus on making a great costume, decorating the house, carving a pumpkin. You can throw a party, watch scary movies, go to a community activity, a haunted house. Uh, what are the big ones now? The corn mazes. They're getting huge, these haunted corn mazes. And it's the fun activities, not just eating candy. So talk to your child before they go out trick-or-treating. Agree on some ground rules and make sure they understand they stay safe. Any food allergies, make sure your child carries their epinephrine auto-injector and that they know how to use it and that if they're being supervised by an older child, or an adult, make sure they, or if it's you, know how to use it because they might need that that injector while on the trick-or-treating path. If your child has diabetes, they can't have the sugar stuff. So we have to have alternatives. Most people hand out candy. Usually it has sugar in it. I come from a family that has diabetes, and I'm fearful that I don't want to get it, so I always have alternatives. Diabetic candy, sugar-free candy, and I have other things I hand out. Spider rings, little brooches, earrings, fun stuff for Halloween, that you, whistles, pumpkin whistles, little erasers, pencils, and they're all pumpkin-y, right? They're all Halloween-y, ghosts, witches. Kids love it. And, oh, I'm helping with back-to-school stuff. So, awesome. so, And that's kind of fun, too, because when you can't have the candy, it kind of sucks. So you go trick-or-treating, you get a bag of candy. Mom says, hey, man, like you're diabetic, you can't have it. You're like, oh, that sucks. But there's alternatives. So we can hand out the well. Small toys, stickers, little tattoos, right, temporary tattoos. I'm not really needling your kid. Don't worry about it. So there's lots of other things that we can do to have our children enjoy Halloween rather than just focusing on eating the candy or not being able to. What about jack-o'-lanterns? We could carve them together. I mean, kids aren't going to use the knives if they're too young, but they love the guts. Throw a big tablecloth that you get from the dollar store on your kitchen floor. Put guts on there. You can, by the way, keep the pumpkin seeds. 
clean them all up, throw some oil and some spice on there. Oh my God, they are so good. Put them in the oven, cook them up. They're such a great treat. They're good for you. So anybody can have them, right? So jack-o'-lanterns can be fun. And we don't have to use candles. You can buy those lights in the dollar store that flicker. You could put a flashlight in it, so that can be safe too, right? And of course, we want to make sure that our home is safe for trick-or-treaters. So if you have your outside lights, put them on. Any slips and trips, don't let the kids go over cords and things that are going to make them trip. So we can keep kids safe as well. As we know, injuries lead to spending money. Money we don't need to spend as long as we're safe. If you're driving, if you're out and about driving on the streets, probably between 5 to 9.30, be aware it's Halloween. Trick-or-treaters are out there. Drive slower in residential areas. Watch for pedestrians. Watch for those dark figures that are going to run in front of your car. Expect to stop. You go slow, you expect to stop. Be aware of what's going on. For God's sakes, don't be under the influence of anything. Alcohol, drugs, prescription medication. Don't be farting around, playing with the radio, adjusting your seatbelt, doing your makeup. We know cell phones are illegal while driving. Doesn't mean people don't do it. Be aware, especially on these nights, that there are children out there having a good time. We don't expect our children not to come home. Please don't be the reason a child doesn't get home. And, of course, very extra care when entering and exiting driveways and alleys. Kids are there. They're going to be there. And lots of kids are going trick-or-treating door-to-door until their goodie bags are full, so they're going to be out a while. And if we're going to homes, and I've gone to homes, and people have made homemade, oh, my gosh, the best were the toffee apples or the caramel apples. Oh, our neighbor used to make the caramel apples with the peanuts on it. I, could, I had to go to that one first. Then I'd have to go right home and put it away because I didn't want it to get yucked up with the rest of my stuff. She'd have the tray out. They'd be wrapped. They were so good. We knew her. So it was okay to accept those. But if you don't know who's making them, you really shouldn't accept them. I know you think, who would hurt a child? Uh, I say that, and I know some people cringe. Many people, believe it or not, are sick and don't think twice about hurting anybody, including children. And there's been recently in Australia, what was it? Was it uh, something caught in the food? I don't want to say razor blades. It was something they were finding. When I was a kid, razor blades and apples you had to watch. People are injecting poisons into candy, right? People don't think anything about it. So, yes, if you don't know where you're going, for crying out loud, be careful. Know what's in your child's trick-or-treat bag. Before letting anybody feast on chocolate suckers, gummy treats, give the candy a thorough examination, right? Make sure you know what they're about to eat. Sort the loot. Um, So when you get home from trick-or-treating, you can give your child one little treat and then go through them, make sure everything's safe, make sure there's no allergens, nothing that looks like it's been tampered or smells funny or the package is broken. Look for pieces of tape, puncture holes on the candy wrappers. If it doesn't look like it came from a candy factory, immediately throw it in the trash. Uh, if there's homemade treats, if you know where they came from, should you keep them? Remove any allergens. Look for anything that aligns with your any allergens in your family, not just one child. If you have a child with a peanut or dairy or strawberry or egg allergy, we certainly don't want to have that anywhere because if your two-year-old has the allergy and the four-year-old has the candy, what do you think is going to happen? I want one of those. They look good. Okay, four-year-olds, five-year-olds, six-year-olds, seven-year-olds may not understand. That's bad for my younger sister or older sister or brother. So you're going to be making trip to doctor's offices, hospitals, emergency clinics, and again, going to cost you money. In the U.S., if you don't have medical insurance, that's a greater cost for you. And even in Canada, having health care doesn't cover everything. What about your prescriptions? Is that covered? But over the cover, over the counter items, oh, get a cream. They'll be fine. Get this. They'll be fine. Might not be covered on your plan. Over the counter stuff is not covered. You may or may not be able to use it for income tax purposes. But I, I don't want to take that chance. So if one child in the family has an allergy, you've got to remove it all. right? So you might have to be a switch witch. So if we're taking out the candy, maybe we have stickers, temporary tattoos. Maybe we have some cute little green 
like decoration, little stuffed animals, things that go bump in the make noise, dance around. Maybe you have flashing stickers and flashing lights and flashing pins. Maybe you have rings, jewelry, uh, anything, whistles, erasers, pencils. You can get so many Halloween things that aren't candy. So you might want to know that at a time because you got to toss the hazardous candy. We have to make sure everybody's safe. It's age appropriate. So can the little guys chew taffy gum? We got to watch that. Anybody that has braces, retainers, got to watch caramel gum. Doesn't work right. And I speak from experience. I had the braces. I love gum. <laughs> Doesn't love me with my braces. So we want to make sure Halloween is safe. It's health. It's fun for everybody in the family. So taking that extra step of precaution and limiting the amount of candy our child eats, everybody wins. Because what does overload of sugar do? Leads to tummy aches. And trust me, I get it. I didn't know how to stop either. When I was a kid, I would sit out my favorites and I'd hide them because I didn't want anybody to touch them. They had to be the last thing I ate. But the thing is, I could eat and eat and eat till you almost feel sick. I probably could still do that on, as an adult sometimes. But I am smarter now. I realize you better stop before you get that tummy ache or you are sick. It can lead to health issues, weight gain, obesity, diabetes, high blood pressure, high heart rate, breathing difficulties, right? It can... It can lead you to a life of obesity, which may not allow that person to work. Now they're on a disability support program. And again, they're not going to be able to support themselves. Leads to a decrease in money. And it's our taxpayers' money helping that out. So, I mean, we certainly don't want to start that. So we don't want to make candy the main focus, even though it's fun. And, of course, lost work if your child is sick. They have a tummy ache. They don't feel well. Who wants to, who feels good about going to work leaving their child? I know the guilt trip, right? So we don't want that. If our kid gets sick, we've got doctor's costs, ER costs, more costs in the U.S., loss of wages, prescription medication. So if you don't have the sick days or you don't have extra insurance, you might have to buy ginger ale, chicken soup. That's not medically necessary, but you know what you want when you're sick. So surgery, God forbid something happens and they have surgery or a hospital stay or return visits to the doctor or they end up with a broken arm or something cut open, right? You're laying out a lot of recovery. So there can be a lot of money involved when we're talking about Halloween. So being safe is the best thing can do. Keeping our kids safe, keeping our family safe, keeping ourselves safe, whether it's the right costume, making sure that the kids aren't eating the candy till we inspect it, that we know where the candy came from, that they know the rules of the road so that they're not going to get hurt. And that us is driving out there, driving our kids around or going home, making sure we're, we're watching kids, expecting that to happen. Because, yes, looking at the chat room, death is expensive too. You don't get out of this world alive, and you certainly don't get out of this world with no debt. I mean, $10,000 for a funeral is nothing compared to losing a child. So please be safe this Halloween. Okay, on that uh, eerie note, let's take our last break of the show. And when we come back, we'll talk about some safety tips for our family and keeping our kids safe and keeping our financial pockets uh, fully loaded. Okay, we will be right back. Too many of us get caught up in the unreal lives of reality television and complete to acquire stuff, which is setting us up to accumulate lots of debt. We're scared, confused, and don't know who to talk to. By tuning into Financially Speaking Radio Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook Noble, you'll learn tips you can use to improve your financial health, which in turn can improve your overall health and make for a very happy life. Live a life you can afford and enjoy. It is possible. Listen for Financially Speaking Radio Show every Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 3 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. Mountain, and 1 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. This is Financially Speaking Radio Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook Noble. To participate in the program, call in the U.S. 815-880-8255, Canada 613-800-8736, or Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. 
You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email by sending to Kathy at bookkeepplus.ca. Now back to the program. Welcome back to Financially Speaking. I am Karen Cook, your guest host today, and we are discussing how Halloween comes but once a year and that we are financially ready to spread some fear. So a few Halloween safety tips for the families. Uh, we want to make sure when we're going out trick-or-treating, we dress for weather. Sometimes we need to add layers. Now, I remember it was always crappy. I'd have to put a coat on over my outfit. So we got pretty clever. We put them on underneath. Maybe it was our generation that started it. I'd like to think we did something. But, yes, yeah, so we want to have layers. If you're going to a Halloween party and you're going to be inside, dress light. It's going to be hot. But you want, you'll wear a coat there, right? But if your kid's going out trick-or-treating, you want to put warm socks on, maybe some boots. Halloween always seems to be a crappy, dark, dingy, of course appropriate, wet night. And if you're a little further north, you might have some snow. I've seen that too. But it always seems to rain. Halloween's here. Boom, let's rain. I know us witches love it, but not great for the kids. And, of course, get sick. Guess what? More costs. So dress in layers. Put a child's name, address, phone number on their costume. Any kids under 10 should be with an adult. Although sometimes we might be ready to go trick-or-treating with a group of people, but we need to learn to stay with them. Uh, and, of course, when the kids come home, take the makeup off. We don't want them to wear it to bed. It could cause skin and eye irritation. And, again, going to the doctor, getting something to help with that. It's more added cost that you don't. Uh, and, of course, if your child's going out without an adult, in addition to our flashlights and our streets, make sure you have a curfew. And again, tell them not to eat anything till you get home. And if they're going in a group, there should be at least three kids. At least three kids stick together. And uh, a reflective tape is great. Having our flashlights is great. A cell phone. Your child should have a cell phone because you never know if they're going to need to use that emergency call. And of course, we want to make sure that our kids know where our parents are. Sorry, where the parents know where kids are at all times knowing the streets they're going down, what the path they're going to take in case we need to get a hold of them. Not never, never, never go in anybody's house. I don't care what they're dressed as, how cool it looks. We have to teach our kids never to go inside a stranger's house. Not even a casual neighbor. You don't know them. Stay out of the house. Stay in your group. Stay outside. If there's no sidewalk, tell them to walk the side of the road facing the traffic. Again, don't crisscross. Right. For homeowners, for you out there that celebrate in Halloween, I love it too. Turn your outdoor lights on. If you have any burnout bulbs, replace them. Any items from your yard they're going to trip on. Sweep up wet leaves because you can slip in them. Use alternatives to candles because kids like to touch things, especially the little ones. And remember about our food allergies. So other options can be stickers, erasers, Halloween rings, yo-yos, glow sticks, race cars, Halloween stickers, stamps, toys like maybe slinkies, bells, keychain whistles, little snap bracelets, puzzle balls. Or you can do what I did. I used to buy put them in little fun packs. You know, the little Halloween bags, tie them up, boom, everybody gets a little baggie. And they were kind of so it was not like, oh, I'm a girl, I want this. They were all generic, right? And if not, maybe brother and sister could stuff off because that's fun too. Or friends, relatives, we like to do that. Alternative to trick-or-treating may be an option. Local community centers sometimes offer Halloween night activities. Sometimes local shopping centers have trick-or-treat nights for young children. The YMCA, I belong to that. They just had a kid's holiday party. Right? Plan a Halloween night at home. You can do themed games and movies, friends. Make it fun. I mean, oh my gosh, there's so many fun things you can make for brains and, and eyeballs. Like, look online. It's all over the place. And yes, the treats are, the trick-or-treaters are going to be filling our, our Halloween night. The streets are going to be full. But we just want to make sure if we're going anywhere, be very careful. Unfortunately, there has been an issue in Winnipeg and Quebec and Canada where the police recently issued warnings about drug-laced Halloween candy and treats. They look like gum, and they have the silhouette thing on it. But if your kid's getting that's not in a pack, throw it out. If in doubt, throw it out. It's not worth it. Smell it. Does it smell funny? And I know you're thinking, seriously? I need to be afraid of the candy? Yes, really, you do, because it can be poison. But it's okay. We'll just make sure 
that we look at the mu- look at the candy, smell it, make sure it's in its original wrapper. And you know what? Don't be afraid to throw it out. I'd rather be than sorry. It's not worth it. Where'd you get this candy? I don't know. Somehow throw it out. And if it's going to cause a problem, be the switch witch. Let's get rid of this because it doesn't look safe. And you can pick something. My goodie bag. I have a goodie bag, a drawer full of non-food items. That's all Halloween or all Christmas, depending on the holiday. I'll switch it up. You never know. You can go to the Santa Claus parade and you used to get candy or maybe you still do. You got to watch that too. Most, most are good. We don't participate in this stuff to be a bad witch. But there are bad witches and warlocks out there, so we have to be careful. So make that stuff is not laced with toxic ingredients. Even candy from a store can be toxic if you have allergies. You want to make sure that you buy safe food. You can buy organic junk food. And, of course, don't forget to go online and use coupons or price match, things like that. Non-food items are great. And, of course, the sugar rush is going to be easy. So if you're going to let them eat all the candy before they go to bed, you better drink yourself a Red Bull or a nice cup of Java because you're going to be out for a while. So, I mean, we want to prepare the kids for the sugar rush. Get a good dinner. Supplement with fat and protein during the evening. Drink lots of water. Moving, right? Maybe have some veggies, spinach, broccoli incorporated into our foods, right? We want to make sure that the kids are healthy while they're going out. And, of course, any junk that you get that maybe you think, I'm going to give my kids this, maybe allergies. Yes, you can give it to other people or you can just throw it out. Right, I know you think I hate to throw out money that was spent on food items, but if my kid's allergic to it, it's going in the garbage. I'm not even going to chance it because if I eat it, it gives me a kiss, I'm going to cause an anaphylactic reaction. Right, So you can absolutely do that. You can be the switch witch or buy it from them. Here, I'll buy this for this. You can pick one of my treats. I'll feed you up. Or maybe it'll cost you a nickel or a quarter, but I guarantee that money is going to be a lot cheaper than the thousands of dollars you're going to spend when they're sick. So if you don't like the crap, throw it out. Nobody needs it, right? Our teeth, that's the main thing we don't want to rot out of our heads, so we have to be careful with that. And, of course, it costs a lot of money. So you can you can do all this stuff to prevent injuries, diseases, illnesses, and to keep all the kids safe. So with all these tips, I hope that you've learned a little bit. I hope that you have wonderful, safe, and spooky Halloween. Celebrate it. Enjoy it. Don't let that fear of Halloween get in you and ruin your spirit. I think Halloween's an awesome time, and you can go out and have a wonderful Halloween. So I wish you all a wonderful, happy Halloween. And join me next week, and we will be back with some more money-saving tips. Have a wonderful week, everybody. And thank you for joining me on Financially Speaking, the Inspired Choices Network. Join me next week. See you then. Thank you for choosing to listen to Financially Speaking Radio Show. Kathy Cook Noble will return next Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 3 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. Mountain, and 1 p.m. Pacific on InspireChoicesNetwork.com. We hope you'll join us. Until then, have the best week of your life by making the choices that bring you all that you desire.